Hello there, everyone, and thank you so much for taking the time to tune in to Mood Food Series 1, episode number 3. The views expressed in this podcast called Mood Food are mine and mine alone. In no way do the opinions expressed represent the views, positions, or opinions of the Department of the Air Force, Department of Defense, the United States government, including resources listed during today's podcast. Thank you so much to everyone who has taken the time to subscribe and give us some ratings, and we really appreciate that, and also some show ideas. We really appreciate that, and I appreciate my friend Kim in San Diego, as well as my friend Kim up in New York. Just keep everyone in your thoughts and prayers as we all are navigating this COVID-19 business. It's uh, it's it's been very hectic in a lot of the a lot of the world, and we've been hit pretty hard. And I just want everyone to to consider whatever you believe out there. Just lift people up and uh, send them some positive energy today, and also every day, because we all need it, right? We all need that. And thanks again, folks, for subscribing to us. We're out there in Spotify, TuneIn, Alexa, and Apple Podcast. Pretty much, also Google podcast. If you Google us, you'll be able to find us. So we are we are getting the word out there, but we're here for you and we would not be here if not for you and your interest in this. So we sincerely appreciate that. Keep those reviews coming. We need it. I'm a work in progress and uh, we really appreciate everyone out there and what you mean to us and also uh, you listening to this podcast and hopefully benefiting from it. After all, that's what we're here for. And don't forget that May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And keep reviewing items shared in the podcast because the more you review, the more you will see yourself making progress as you are provoked by situations that can trigger unhealthy thinking patterns and unwanted reactions. And how many of us out there have that kind of things, those things kind of happen to us with the unwanted reactions. I know I do. And it's very hard to control. And I always tell folks, hey, just forgive me. I'm a work in progress. And let me tell you, I had to put in a lot of work. So keep reviewing these podcasts because reviewing is part of your mood food diet. And don't forget once again that May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So with May being Mental Health Awareness Month, I have a nice quote for you here. And the quote is, What mental health needs is more sunlight, more candor, more unashamed conversation. Guess who said that? Glenn Close. And how true that is. People need to be able to have these conversations, these candid conversations about what's really going on. And that really gets it out there that people can validate that. They can understand where someone is coming from. If they know what's going on, why people react the way they do. And we know we all have a lot going on. So just keep that in mind that it's okay to express yourself, to talk about what the issues you are having. It's very important that you get that stuff out productively and safely and also with someone that you can trust to help you get through those adverse times. So... Everyone's probably wanting to know, when am I going to get started here and stop rambling? So I have today's podcast labeled as Wrist Cyst. 
And you're thinking, ew, gross, what in the heck are you going to be talking about? And when I was writing this, I was thinking the same thing. But that's okay, because I'm going to give you the reasons why I named today's podcast Wrist Cyst. So I know many of you out there um, maybe are from the medical field. And so you're probably thinking, okay, he's going to talk about maybe something that's kind of going on there. And so I am actually. So you are absolutely right. So I'm about to share with you an experience that I had in the civilian sector, which was an amazing experience, by the way, for healthcare. So as I said in the first podcast, I'm active duty in the military, and I'm so used to like military treatment facilities and the processes and everything, how they go. And I'm very impressed about how we do navigate that system for healthcare here in the military. But I know we have a lot of growing room to do and a lot of improvements. And actually, we have a lot of great programs that are helping us do that. And I am proud to be part of that. So the theme here for today's broadcast of Wrist Cyst on the Mood Food series is reaction to unplanned events in observation of current social interaction human behavior. And you're thinking, what did he just say? I'm about to tell you about my experience. So recently, I had this weird cyst appear on my left wrist, and everyone, including myself, was thinking, okay, it's a ganglion cyst. Just go have it evaluated, and they'll cut it out. So when I flex it, that's when it started to ache a little bit because I was kind of ignoring it, and it came up out of nowhere. But I'm like, okay, I need to get this taken care of. I need to have it looked at. And uh, it's all part about taking care of ourselves, right? And uh, and not being selfish, but it's called self-care. So I just want this ugly thing gone. I'm like, I'm tired of looking at it. I'm tired of babying it. Tired of making sure that I don't hit it on anything. So I visited my primary care manager, which is like your PCM or your main provider, your doc out there. So a referral was placed to a very reputable orthopedic group in Valencia, California. So we're driving over there, and it's been a nice drive. It's kind of nice to kind of get out of this area for a little bit. And so we make it there safely. And when we arrive, there's a sign that stated patients only beyond this point. So my husband stated, okay, I'm going to go to the wait in the car. And luckily, he brought a book with him, so no biggie. So I put on my mask, and I walked up the stairs where I was swiftly met by a young lady wearing a blue medical suit and a blue mask, that standard PPE stuff. And so she was holding like this hand mixer looking device and she really didn't say anything. She immediately like handed me a clipboard and a pen to complete like this COVID-19 screener. And before I knew it, all kidding aside, she aimed that hand mixer looking thing right at my forehead and took my temperature. Needless to say, I was completely terrified at first. I'm thinking, this is a new experience. What did I get myself into? But I completely understand the processes and I respect that but please warn me first before you start pointing things at me. So after I complete the form and she takes my temperature and realizes that I don't have COVID-19, thank God, I walk to another station where this kid was working. I don't, I'm calling my kid. I call the kids because I'm, I'm, you know, I call kiddos, kiddos. So he looked like uh, probably like in his twenties or something. So I call him a kiddo. So when I make it to his station, he asked me, who are you here to see? And I stated, well, honestly, I don't know. My referral states so-and-so. He looked at me very strangely and said, okay, go to the end of the hall. So I, I was, as I was walking, I was like, do I have something on my face? Is my mask dirty? Why is he looking at me all strange? So once I get to the end of the hall, I was greeted by 
some very kind nurses, two of them. One asked me for my name, the insurance card, which is like your military ID um, for us active duty if we see a civilian provider. The typical, hey, welcome, we are glad you're here. Now give us your money routine. And so they were very nice, though, and I didn't have to pay a copay, so that was even better. So the nurse also gives me like 10 pages of paperwork. So during the process of me signing my life away, she asked me to return to the counter. And she said, sir, how old are you? And I stated, well, you have all that information, but I am so-and-so. And she started laughing. I was like, girl, what on earth is so funny? And at this point in time, uh, this is where I'm going to explain like the reaction to unplanned events because I'm a very structured person. I like routines. I don't like to deviate from a routine very often because I just don't like how it makes me feel. I feel like I'm like I haven't accomplished anything or I'm off track or something. And so normally if something gets thrown into the engine that normally keeps me on my routine and I have to pull over and service that engine, you may not want to be around me. Uh, and just ask some of the folks I, that I, <laughs> I'm human. Okay, I'm human. And that's, that's I'm, I'm working on that. But anyway, long story short here. So, you know, I'm filling that out and she, she's still laughing a little bit. And I'm still wondering like, why is she asking me my age? So I kept it professional. I kept a professional demeanor. You know, I'm in a civilian uh, treatment facility here to get an orthopedic evaluation. So yeah, I'm going to keep it cool. I'm going to be cool. We're in Southern California, so that's the way to be. So I said, ma'am, what is so funny? And by then I was laughing because her laugh was just too cute to get mad at. And so she said, sir, your referral is to a pediatric orthopedic surgeon. And I was like, then I busted out laughing with a mask on and almost aspirated it, I felt like. And so I told her, well, I'm a little childish sometimes, especially when I have a hand mixer aimed at me. And she laughed, even though she had no idea in the world what I was talking about. So after her chuckle, she stated, well, we will fix this. And I politely told her thank you and that I appreciate her catching that referral error. And uh, I really did because I was worried that they were going to cancel my appointment and not fix it and then make me come back. And it was like a 45 minute to an hour drive from where we are currently stationed. And uh, so I was very thankful they went over and beyond to make it happen for me that day. And so when I sat down, I was proud of myself because my reactions to situations like that in the past basically have sent me to the moon and back. You don't even have to invest in rocket fuel. Just take me off my routine and plug something into my arm to extract the energy that that creates. You won't, It'll save you a lot of time and money and we'll get you to the moon and back. Uh, so with that, what I did, did, what did I do differently? So people were asking, okay, well, what did you do differently? Okay, so you probably threw some humor in there. And I did. I definitely did. So what I did differently here is I used humor to deactivate my old reactive behaviors. I rationally thought about what happened. And it was an honest mistake, an isolated event for me that happened. And I knew getting mad as a hornet's nest at this time was not going to be beneficial for me, for them, for anybody in the waiting room. So after all, they're both nurses explain what had happened and they fixed that problem. It took probably like 30 minutes, but we were there like an hour and a half early anyway. So it was perfect. It was perfect. So they fixed it. So now I want to talk about my observation of social interaction 
of the happenings in the waiting room. And it was a very clean waiting room, uh, but there were like only eight chairs to sit in. All were strategically placed to adhere to physical distancing. And they had the other chairs that normally would be set up for patients basically on the floor on their backs. And they were all taped together as if someone was like moving, PCSing, and then the military, you PCS. And that's, that's basically permanent change of station. So moving to another location is what it kind of looked like. And with a non-judgmental frame of mind now, I looked around the room. Everyone was wearing a mask, of course, because it was required. They've already been through the screening. So I knew that they probably marked no to all of this, the questions that they had asked. They weren't running a fever. So I felt pretty safe there. And so although I didn't know what the people looked like without their mask, the eyes I connected with there were telling a lot of stories about how they were really feeling about the situation and the so-called new norm. And what I read from the room was minds filled with fear and stress, and they kind of looked uncertain. And you're probably asking, well, how did, how do I know that? How do I know that? Well, if you do a little research on body language and what that looks like, you'll kind of put that together and you can read the room pretty quickly just by looking at someone's eyes. So in the waiting room, some of the eye contact I made with the folks sitting in the only eight chairs available looked pretty fearful. And how I could tell, well, here is what I've observed and what I did observe. So when people are fearful, their eyes are wide open and they will have that look like they need to just leave immediately, like they need to get out of there. How many of you probably have that wide-eyed look when you get into an elevator and it's full? Or you're in a crowded situation and you need to get out of there and your eyes become very uh, on the alert stage and you are trying to get out of there. Yeah, that's that's how it looked in there. I didn't get that close, but I also, you know, the pupils can dilate if a person is frightened or excited due to the natural adrenaline response of the body. The other eyes in the room look stressed and stressed eyes are evidenced by someone who blinks fast. And believe you me, I know this. Uh, because sometimes I will do it myself. And so I need some eye drops because my windshield wipers are really kicking away the moisture from my eyes. So I do blink fast. I've noticed that about myself. I do blink fast when I get a little stressed. And if a person blinks more frequently, such as when asked a challenging question, it is usually because they are stressed. Pretty interesting stuff, huh? Our bodies can tell it all without saying one word. So the next time you are out, Don't make someone uncomfortable, but just kind of observe, read the room a little bit, be vigilant about where you are, and and just kind of take that mental picture and look at their eyes. And you can tell a lot about someone's mood that way, and maybe that will help guide your communication style with them, your tone with them, and also how you want to engage with them. And of course, this is my own personal opinion, but I believe that eyes, the people I observed during my doctor's visit, were having a difficult time, just like the rest of us, adjusting to this new norm. And whatever the heck that really is, I don't really think anyone knows because things change on a daily basis, it seems like. And I believe that the people I observed today are uncertain and insecure about the future and are having a difficult time keeping up with constant protocol changes and limited access to whatever brings a sense of connectedness and joy to their existence. But you know what I'm very proud of is they may be feeling that and we all may be feeling that from time to time, but we still get out. We are still doing what we need to do to help others. 
to be there for others, to talk with others, to stay connected to others. And that's the positive side of it. And that helps you know that you're not alone. You're not going through this alone. And so even though the people I interacted with during my visit couldn't see my face, I just kept smiling because I wanted my eyes to tell a story that hopefully promoted calmness, a sense of security, hope, gratitude, and peace beyond all understanding. We all have change, uh, and we all experience change, and we can all change someone's mood just by a look, an action, or a word. Just like how my reaction was, make sure that you make good choices when interacting with people. You will not regret it, and you might end up making someone's day. And remember to keep using these tools to thrive, and you won't regret that either. There will be situations when it is not going to be easy, but I know you can do it. You can make it happen for yourself, as I say during the, during every episode, by taking these baby steps towards behaviors in your life that you really do want to work on, that you really are motivated to change. And once changed, celebrate it and build off of those successes and you won't be stopped. You will continue and people will be looking at you, observing you, wondering, you know what? I want what they have. I want to be where they are. You can do it, folks. You have that skill set and it doesn't cost you a dime. It doesn't cost you anything but some time. And that time is the most valuable time you will ever have. And that's time you invest in yourself. The dividends you will get, you can't even count them. You will not regret investing in yourself and making yourself feel better and be better. So remember to keep using these tools to thrive, folks, and build off of those successes. And that's going to do it for me today. And I really appreciate everyone's time and efforts as you have made this podcast a success. We are hitting all of the continents. We are waiting on Africa to pick us up and Antarctica. But I'm not really sure if anybody in Antarctica is actually up there wanting to listen to podcasts because it's too darn cold. But hey, you know what? I will take the response that we have currently experienced and we're going to grow from it, we're going to learn from it, and there ain't nothing going to stop us because what we are putting out is positive vibes, things that you can apply to your life that not only will help you, but help others as well. Next week's podcast, we're doing podcasts every Wednesday, so make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss them, but next week's podcast is going to be about retirement. So, If you know someone who has retired and is having a difficult time adjusting, or if you were thinking about retiring, especially from the military or civilian sector, then you'll want to listen to this podcast because it has a lot of valuable information in there that can help you cope better when you break that routine uh, from working in a field for many, many years. It'll help you out, and I hope it does. So just please tune in for that. And so thank you so much for joining us for today's podcast of mood food and please make sure that you subscribe uh, subscribe to us and rate us and like us we are actually working on a facebook page so we will give you that info once we get that completed and ready to launch and recommend us to all of your family and friends remember the disclaimer at the beginning because i'm always going to stick to that and to remember to keep your mood full of positive mental food Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in to Mood Food today. We really appreciate it. And until next time, I'm your host, Jason Gordon, and we will talk to you soon.
Thank you.